Welcome to the Commercial Property Investor Show. If you ever wanted to get into commercial property but don't know how to, this is the show for you. We're going to take you through live market updates, how to put a deal together, what the experts say about commercial property and real life investor journeys and how they became financially free through commercial property. Sit back, relax and enjoy the show. The cost of buying and selling a commercial property. So you're buying your first commercial property and you're wondering when your exit strategy is going to be. But you're also wondering when you buy your first commercial property, what are all the other costs they haven't told you about? So there's some hidden costs. And what are they? So are they solicitor's costs, pest and building costs? What about valuations, bank fees? All of the things to consider so that you know you've got enough cash to buy your first commercial property and that you won't be left short. And what about selling? When, you, when are you going to exit and when you exit, what are the fees involved in exit? And so you can really balance out your cash flow and know how much you're going to get from selling your commercial property. So join us at this podcast and I'm going to show you and walk you through how much it costs for you to buy a commercial property, what are the things to factor in, and then how much it's going to cost you to sell a commercial property and what are the factors to, f- to consider. So I look forward to sharing that with you shortly. Today I'm going to cover off the cost of selling a commercial property. So if you're the vendor and you're selling the commercial property or you've had a commercial property for a while and you're about to sell the property, what are the costs associated with it and when is the best time to sell? But also on top of that, I want to cover off what happens when you actually sell the property from the purchaser's point of view. So if you were buying the property and the seller is selling you the property, what happens at the takeover stage when you've actually sold what sold the property and also when you're taking over the property as a new income purchaser. So when you are an owner of a commercial property, you typically have a property that is leased or if you were an occupier, you've occupied the property for a while and then when you're about to sell it, you might sell it to an owner occupier or you might sell it with a lease to another investor. Now, if you're selling the property as an owner occupier uh, to another owner occupier, it's pretty much very straightforward. It's whatever the price is, rate per square meter, you come to a negotiation and you sell that. So pretty market rate, market acceptance, that's it. So in a bit of a stress state, you might sell it for cheaper. Um, in a market, in a growing market, you can sell it for more. So that's really very you know, straightforward. Now, if you had a commercial property and you had a tenant in there and say they're on a three or five year lease, what is the appropriate time to, to sell the property? Now, that can be very confusing because you actually want to get the maximum price, but you're not sure if this is the right time to let it go. Well, it's less to do with market, but more to do the tenant itself. So if you preferably have a tenant that's already had one term in the property, so they're not a new tenant, but they're one term in the property. So they've spent, uh, let's say, maybe two or three years already in the property. They're pretty established. They've done some refurbishment of the property or you've helped them with rental incentives to, uh, to fit out the premise and they've renewed their and taken up the renewed and taken up the actual uh, option so they're actually on their second option or maybe a second lease if you bought in halfway through and you renegotiate a lease the best time to sell is actually when you have about 18 months left on the lease look it is a short lease and people are going to comment on it but if you have 18 months or preferably if you could even get two years on the lease that is actually a good time to sell because it's not short enough so that they can't get a loan 
it's not too long where you haven't had the benefit yourself as the the owner of it to reap the benefits of the positive cash flow and the growth and it's also in a state where it gives the incoming purchaser some security and it gives them some history so they can uh, look at you know in preparation if they need to re-tenant in the future or start that conversation early with the tenant in 12 months time so it gives everybody a bit of space a bit of room so that's why uh, at about that 18 month two years period if you have that on the lease it is the best time to sell so regardless of what the market is doing having that is actually puts you in a sought after position of course you can sell a property with a brand new lease of three years brand new year lease of five years and that's the optimal you're going to get the top price for that but let's just say you need to liquidate some stock and that you need to just sell what something in your property to be to invest in something else then that is actually a good option for you is to look at a a property that you have in your portfolio that has 18 or two years left the tenant has done some refurbishments and that the tenant is quite settled in the property so the incoming purchaser seeing it some security they can get a loan and they can negotiate with the tenant so that in hand and that in mind that is the prime time you should be selling if you can't sell with a brand new lease so as a seller so as a landlord selling vendor selling what are some of your costs firstly there's marketing costs so there could be three to five or six thousand dollars of marketing costs so um, advertising as in uh, you might have a uh, signage outside your building you're going to need to engage an agent which of course you pay them a commission but just in terms of marketing on the real commercial commercial real estate on the agent's website as well as is there three or four other um, commercial property websites you're going to need about that that about anywhere from two to five to six thousand dollars depending on the size of your property obviously the larger the property the more you're going to spend on marketing so that is the first upfront cost. The second upfront cost you're going to have is you're going to need uh, to maybe make the property look a little bit better. It's not like residential where you have to make it really pleasing, but let's say you have a freestanding building. Now, there's not much to do if you've got a strata, but if you have a freestanding building and the, the tenant's meant to take care of it, but let's say the grass is not mowed, um, things are looking like, you know, the building could have been cleaned a little bit, um, the area could have been tidied up, you might want to spend some time to make sure, you know, the lighting on it outside works, that you might want to gurney the, the concrete and you might want to tidy up and mow the lawn so that everything looks really nice and neat so that you can get some professional photos done and get it ready for market so there may be some costs around that and then finally you've got your solicitor's costs and your agent's commission so your solicitor's costs can be anywhere from you know a flat rate of say two thousand uh, dollars for the transaction to anywhere from to five or six thousand dollars depending on who you engage and of course agents fees so agents fees can go anywhere from two percent plus gst to three or maybe even depending on the size of the property, three and a half percent plus GST. So, if you're buy, if you are selling a one million, two million dollar property, probably sit somewhere around that two percent plus GST mark. Now, that is pretty much encompass your cost. So, if you add that in, say on a million dollar property, you've got a say two percent cost, which is twenty thousand dollars plus GST, so twenty two thousand. Plus some advertising, maybe let's call it five grand, you're about 27,000. Plus maybe some tidying up and miscellaneous costs, like solicitors costs, you're about thirty to $32,000 is the cost of you selling that property. So about three, three and a half percent is what you're budgeting for. Of course, after that, we've got you know the, all the tax stuff that you have to pay. And that is really something for you to work out with your accountant. Now, if you were a purchaser, 
and you're looking to buy that same property, that $1 million property, what are some of your costs? Well, if you were buying it, then you'll have solicitor costs as well, which can go anywhere from 2000 to 5000 or more, depending on the size of the property. You would, um, you would want to do your due diligence, which may be a pest and building report, maybe a strata report. You might need to get a roof quote. You might need to do a site inspection. You might go and do more invasive pest reports. If something comes up, you might want to test for asbestos. All of these things might um all of these things might come up. So that cost may cost you anywhere from, say, $1,000 for a pest and building to maybe $3,000 if you want to do some specialist reports as well. Uh, on top of that, you've got valuation fees, which could be, say, $1,500 or $2,000, some bank fees as well for the loan, as well as, obviously, you've got some stamp, you've got some stamp duty later on, uh, which could be somewhere around that 4% of your purchase price as well. So the total cost for you as a purchaser of a million dollar property are firstly your um, your solicitor's cost let's say you know let's put that in at two grand secondly uh, your pest and building at a thousand dollars or at three um, let's look at valuations at two so we're at five already uh, and let's say you're doing some miscellaneous more reports or miscellaneous costs let's add another two so that's seven um, four percent of the hundred of the one million it's about forty thousand so we're at about forty seven thousand at the moment uh, and then you may have some bank fees which might be half of one percent of the loan which could be a few few thousand dollars three or five so you're probably sitting the cost of you buying that property probably about that five to six percent mark uh, so it is not a cheap acquisition cost but remember commercial property is for longevity you don't want to be holding it today and selling it tomorrow so that cost gets eroded over time so for example stamp duty is deductible against future capital gains and all of your other expenses are also tax deductible as well so those are really essentially the cost if you were purchased if you were purchasing that same one million dollar property so what happens at settlement when you've got the vendor and yourself as the purchaser coming together what actually happens then does the lease get transferred what are some of the actual things that happen well firstly the lease goes with the property and it comes part and parcel as the tenanted property and when your bank assesses that that's what they're assessing and lending you against apart from other things they're considering but that gets transferred to you automatically that's an automatic transfer on settlement so you don't actually need a transfer or assignment document as they call it where they assign the original lease to you as incoming purchaser it's an automatic right sometimes your solicitors will insist or the vendor solicitor will insist that happens so if that's the case then absolutely um, there's additional paper additional cost to get that assigned but that's not necessary and you don't need to do it all of the rights within the lease gets transferred automatically to you as the incoming purchaser and then what you get a settlement from the vendor solicitor is this letter called a letter of atonement so the letter of atonement gives basically is served on the tenant by either yourself if you're self-managing or the a, or the managing agent and it basically instructs the tenant to now pay you rent because the property is sold and you have replaced the vendor now in his position to collect rent from them so once you get that and that's served your tenant automatically starts paying you rent and all of the rights that's conveyed to you as the, the landlord under the original lease is now to you so the tenant has an obligation to you you have an obligation to them even though your name is not on the lease and of course in the future you may amend that and you may get a new lease when it comes up for option so 
least that's what happens in the physical world in practice when you are buying a property. But those costs still stands regardless of whether you're, you know, whether you're selling a million dollar property or two million or five hundred thousand dollar property. You still need to pay stamp duty. You still need to pay legal costs. You still need to pay agents commission if you're selling. So just think about that in terms of when you sell and work out if that's really worth it or not. Because remember, it's a long game, and just because you're having some issues with your commercial property right now doesn't mean it always will be. Once it's ironed out, it's going to turn out to be a great property. But if you need a hand and you want me to help you assess your commercial property, or you just want to find one, you want me to help you find it, reach out to me at helentarrant.com or email me at helen at commercial property cash flow. I'll see you in the next episode. Bye for now. I hope you've enjoyed this episode on the cost of buying and selling commercial property. There's many, many different areas of commercial property, which I will be covering with you in upcoming podcasts. But my future podcasts will now be uploaded every Friday instead of every Tuesday. So thank you very much for joining me. And I look forward to sharing you with you more details about commercial property in my upcoming podcasts uploaded every Friday. In the meantime, if you want to find out more information about me, Go to my YouTube channel, Commercial Property Roadshow with Helen Tarrant on YouTube and I upload new videos every Tuesday and Thursday and some of them will be ex- in inspections, some of them will be me talking about areas of commercial property, some of them will be me doing area research. So a lot of things where you need a visual perspective of the world that is commercial property, I'll be showing you through my YouTube channel. So make sure you join me there and I look forward to sharing you with you more information on commercial property in my future podcasts. You've been listening to Commercial Property Investor Show. Tune in to the next episode to find out how you too can replace your work income with passive income through commercial property.